Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. <laughs> Hola, mi amigos. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Hola. Hola. And Kyle, the coach, Duggan. Is it Cinco de Mayo or what's happening right now? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just mixing it up. I'm reaching out to Adam had a burrito for lunch, and how yeah. he's feeling is, is that is that wrong? Am I am I not saying it right? Um, it's great. I love it. Well, Hola, folks, boys. Yes, brochachos. Uh, plenty to talk about this episode. Uh, we're seeing some guys over at minicamp. Uh, Daniel Popper is tweeting out some spectacular tweets. And uh, we've always got a Craig experience and a Bolt history lineup for you this Friday. So can't wait to get to it all, but let's start it off. Rookie minicamp. Last Friday and Saturday, the Chargers held a two-day rookie minicamp that featured the newest members of the Bolt squad. Uh, It was great seeing those guys get out there dressed up. Um, It's just uh, crazy to see that on social media again. And like right. them coming out and their Getting pads, back and pads. they're not yeah. comfortable yet enough with the social media team to be making jokes and stuff yet. So like, mm-hmm. we got to we got to warm them up a little bit. Because... They just don't have the personality because Chris Rumpf from the get was ready to joke and mess oh, yes. around last year. He was. So he these was guys ready. are just a little bit more serious. Get they're the there job for done. business. Get, in and get out. Yeah, yeah, they're there for business. Yeah, they've, they've got That's a goal okay. and they got their yeah. eyes on the prize. Not everyone can be Chris Rumpf. This is right. true. <laughs> 
<laughs> you also don't want a locker room right. full of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of a kind. Yeah. Um, let's see. So they talked to some of the players. We're seeing some of these guys getting interviewed. And Zion Johnson said, it felt great, felt good to learn new things. Now I know the techniques that offensive line coach uh, Brendan Nugent wants to do, and I have the opportunity to go and work at it on my own and just get better at those things that he likes to do. So, I mean, we've heard it from other players that's like, you know, it's not like it's a different sport going from college to the pros. It's just different techniques, different verbiage, just getting that kind of stuff down. Different drills. Different drills, exactly. I just hope this, you know, this is our new offensive line coach and, you know, Frank Smith was awesome for us last year and did some stuff with guys that, you know, we hadn't really seen, you know, those year Pipkins had a good year at the end of the year after being under a, a new offensive line coach. So right. I'm hoping this is at least a step to the side and not a step back with, you know, this new guy. I'm sure he's going to be fantastic. That's just the worry. When you have a guy that was only there for one year and gets hired as like an offensive coordinator, you had the right guy and he helped those players. Yeah, so hopefully sure. it continues. Yeah. Yeah. A little fear of the unknown, but that's, that's okay. It kind of, I think it keeps these guys motivated to want to do good. Um, they also talked to Jamari Salier, who said, man, it's crazy to kind of take it all in. Uh, even just walking right here, it's like crazy. When I first got into the locker room for the first time, you look around and it's like, man, I'm here. It's a special moment, but you have to make it special fast and then get to work. It's a cool experience. He had the best interview. He just like, he's a very like real him. guy and like, yeah. I like him a lot. You know, he could have come in like being picked so late in the draft when he probably thought he was going third round um, and be kind of grumpy about it or Little whatever. On the shoulder, yeah. But yeah. he's not at all, man. He's an open book and seems like he would have been a great interview, you know, during that process. So I don't know how, I don't know how we got him, honestly. It'll be one of life's greatest mysteries. But yeah, I think uh, <laughs> how we get solid. It it's, it's you know the pyramids and uh, how did Jamari Salier fall so low and nobody <laughs> nobody will ever know. No. Um, yeah, I think he he seems to be the most uh, animated. I think uh, out of the group, you know, like Chris Rumpf was definitely the most animated out of last year's draft class. I think Jamari Salier is going to be that guy for this draft class. Just seeing the. Uh, uh, when when they were doing the little selfies of like, hey, Bolt fam, you know, I can't wait to get there, you know, stuff like that. He just seemed to have the most of that kind of energy. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be good interviews going forward. And then uh, Tito Abonia said, uh, you work your whole life for this. Abonia said, I'm being part of a NFL team. And now that it's finally here, you want to get that finally here thing out of the way and really get to work. That's what I'm focused on doing. How can I make an impact on this team? So, it is interesting these rookie mini camps, and then, like, you kind of get a feel for it. You like know where the locker rooms are and kind of the drills. Mm-hmm. But imagine Auto showing up when it's like go time with the vets and OTAs right now, mm-hmm. yeah. and seeing like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and having like getting to practice with those guys. Yep, oh, that yeah. that's even that's that's the biggest part about being in the NFL. It's like the facilities honestly aren't probably aren't nicer than what they had in college. Sure. You know, like what Jamari Sawyer had at Georgia, probably ridiculous. Much better than the Chargers. Well, because that's how they, that's how they recruit. You can't, you couldn't in the past, you couldn't pay these players. Right. So to get them to come to your school, you had to have everything else had to be so decked out and lavish and extravagant. Hmm. They have like, they have like like, uh, locker rooms with like bowling alleys and shit in them. It's like, yeah, really? Yeah. It's insane. The kind of money they put into their facilities in college. Weird. Um, so that like, that's not necessarily like the shock factor. It's when you show up to, to, 
to training camp and these these big boys, these vets show up. That's when it's a wow, I'm in the NFL wars. now. Yeah. Right. And it's an interesting mindset too about uh, both of these guys, both uh, Jamari and Tito were just like it's awesome. I'm I'm starstruck to be here, but I got to I got to get to work. Like yeah. that a great mindset of not just being like, "Oh, I'm to the Chargers facility." Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like no, like it, getting to the NFL was a big step, but actually moving forward and succeeding and actually making an impact on the team is awesome. You want to hear yeah. that, especially from, you know, the lower rounded drafted guys. Like they're like, "Hey man, I got to make an impact. I got to show that I was worth a little bit higher of a draft pick, if you know what I mean. So good to read and see. And then there was Isaiah Spiller who said it's pretty similar. Uh, Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher runs a pro style offense. So it kind of prepares you for the league. I'm able to pick up on stuff a little faster because I've seen it before. Isaiah Spiller is like, he is, he's like a baby face like he does he have does. a little yeah. shocking baby little, face that's just gonna truck you, just gonna run you over. <laughs> you just don't like, expect it when you look at when you just see him and watch him talking. It's right. like a baby face semi, just like here it comes. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> it's like oh, I could tackle this guy. Boom! Oh, on your back. As he's smiling at you. <laughs> yeah, that's just that, that's the ones you gotta watch out for. The quiet ones that like look unassuming but will murder you essentially. Right. They've got they've got some power behind that smile. Yeah. Um, and then looking over at Daniel Popper uh, tweeted out, Rashawn Slater said he was on his honeymoon in Bora Bora when the Chargers traded for Khalil Mack. Brandon Staley texted him, get your mind right. <laughs> no congratulations or anything. Just get your mind right. Uh, Slater joked that he put down his drink when he got the text and thought, I better start doing some pass sets on the beach. <laughs> and they released a video of they him did. and Bora Bora doing this. Yeah. Um, and there was another story where he was on like a cruise with his family, um, like his f- whole family. And they, they were next to the pool on whatever cruise line they were on. Mm-hmm. And he's doing he's doing this. Yeah. Like he's just always working on this. It's crazy. Well, so. there was there was another thing. I, I think a recent interview, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but he was talking about how like he looked at last season as like, I wasn't that good last season. Yeah. He was a Pro Bowl. Like he made it to the freaking Pro Bowl. And he's like, I could have been better. He has (laughs) standards for himself, dude. That's great. Those are the guys you want on this team. They're not like going to be content or happy. They want to be the best. Rookie year makes his Pro Bowl. He's like, where's my extension? Yeah. Where's that contract? It's not that guy. It seems like he just loves the game of football. He's got that Justin Herbert mindset of like, I could be better. And imagine like, he has to practice this whole year against Khalil and Joey. You know, like it's gotta be only even gonna better. get you better. You know, like yeah. yeah. Chino was great, but he's no Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't I can't wait to I can't wait to see sophomore Rashawn Slater. Yep. I think it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a wall. It's just gonna be a that wall. That left side of the line is just nasty. Locked down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel Popper tweeted out again, Chargers have a punter here at rookie camp, Melbourne, Australia native Ben Griffiths. He's six foot six, 240, 30 years old, and spent the past three seasons at USC. Griffiths played eight seasons of Aussie Rules football from 2010 to 2017 before switching to American football. This is this Darren is Bennett the second come. That's what I was just about to say. I'm one of my favorite punters of all time. <laughs> Darren he Bennett played, vibes just take eight, people out. He played eight seasons of Aussie Rules football. He hits. 
This guy doesn't yeah. mess around. Like sure. I, Aussie rules football is basically rugby with without a little bit different. No pads. Mm-hmm. No pads. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's I don't know. This is cool. There's a pic. There's a picture they sent, and the people were all like, "Oh, what's Justin Herbert doing?" Like, nope, that's our new. <laughs> He's the same size, yeah. right? Same Potter. size. He's got a little bit of flow and just different number, but yeah, it's uh, he, he's a big boy, big and punter. I, I kind of like that the idea that like he wanted to try something new and step into something else. Like he wasn't just content with being in the Aussie Rules football, and he's like, "Hey, right, I'm gonna yeah. go go to college." Uh, at the end of my twenties, and then go to the NFL when I'm thirty. In like my thirties, yeah. That's that's a guy you can <laughs> definitely root for. I think that's that's a cool storyline. Yeah, yeah. A cool, it's a fun one. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. It'll be going up against J.K. Scott for sure uh, in that, and we'll see who comes out. And that's a great spot for an undrafted guy to be able to come in and a brand new guy to the team. Right? We don't have an established punter on the Chargers right Mm-mm. now. No, nope. right. We don't know anything about this JK Good guy. Like, you know, he, yeah. was a, he was a punter a couple years ago, but got cut for some reason. And now there's going to be good competition in there. So go, go, go make Darren Bennett and the Aussies proud. <laughs> Do it, Ben. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and if you want to make us proud, go on over to chargerchat.com. <laughs> Kyle, that was a, such a softball. That was so good. I, I didn't even look at the outline <laughs> knowing this was coming. <laughs> I was like, Kyle, you are the best. Oh. <laughs> Go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. And if you feel so inclined to pick any of that stuff up, it really does help us out to incur some of the costs of hosting this this podcast that we still... Three years into it, we've made no money. <laughs> it's the best it's for the love of the game. Business venture that we've made. Yes, it is for the <laughs> yeah. love of the game. So one day, uh, and you can also chat it up with other charge chatteers in the member section and ask questions and ask both fans. So go check hey, it out. We haven't made money, but we're the official podcast of the Diary Bull. God damn it, you're your right. Yes, we are. I'll take titles over money any day. <sighs> any day. Give me so championships over contracts all day long. That's right. Well. What else? Yeah, what else? What else Keep you it going. I'm, I'm, what else would you rather have than something else? <laughs> would you rather? That'll be a new segment on Charger Chat. Would you rather? Uh, go check it out. Chargerchat.com. All right, gang. Well, we are going to power through these next two sections. Not because we want to, but because we have to. So <laughs> we've got the Craig experience and Bolt history. We're going to just Jam it right down your throat, Double whether header. you like it or not. <laughs> it's the train. It Here is. comes the train. Here comes the Craig, Mike Maudlin, double-fisted, coming down the tracks. <laughs> choo-choo. Oh, yeah. Choo-choo, oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You are far too kind. And um, please, your forgiveness in advance, as I know I sound like pure hell right now dealing with some congestion but it's going to take a little bit more than a case of the sniffles to keep me away from you guys i always want to touch base with you about your team mine the los angeles superchargers so uh where are my manners cc gang the biggest of salutes and to the rest of the boat fam what is going on she got craig in texas 
and welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. Shall we begin? Yeah, so I'll take smoking on your squad for 300, Alex. Oh, sure thing. This organization is known for having the preeminent social media team in all of the league. Oh, 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 uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I'm so very sorry, but the correct answer is who are the Los Angeles Chargers? And um, I forgot that you are a Raiders fan, so I should remind you that uh, all answers should be presented in the form of a question. It's only been the rule since uh, the Reagan administration, but uh, let's move right along. <laughs> Yo, man, that, uh, that anime schedule rollout work of art just beautiful i mean just fantastic um if you're a Chargers fan you've seen that thing at least a handful of times if for some reason you haven't though shame on you you've done yourself a disservice when this is wrapped up go peep it it is definitely worth your time the one that got the hardiest chuckle out of me was the jaguars bit if you've seen it you know exactly what i'm talking about man you know they were gonna do the Raiders dirty. That goes without saying. But I mean, they let some of these other 2022 opponents have it. I, I loved every moment of it. But just kind of getting into the schedule itself. Now a few games I've got my eyes on. Of course, Week One and So Five, Revenge Season. It's time to get the Raiders back, man. We, we have to. We've all got that sour taste left over in our mouths from the end of the 21 campaign, and that game is the one that essentially booted us out of playoff contention and uh yo the matchup that i'm looking for is whoever's playing right tackle against matt crosby because he essentially made a turnstile out of storm norton and just watching him get beat like a drum over and over and over and over again is like etched into my brain is like burned in there i need a new memory so uh to replace it Let's make that happen. That's what I'm looking forward in week one. And then week two, you know, we get the Thursday night game out of the way. Just the short week early in the season. Cool. Guys are going to be fresh. So it's going to be much less taxing on their bodies going into the second week. Um, it is also a game that I plan on being in attendance for at Arrowhead with a few of my buddies. And from what I'm seeing, a lot of the Chargers contingent is planning on making the game as well. So hope to see you guys out there. And uh Let's give what for to uh, those Chiefs fans in Chief Kingdom or whatever y'all call that crap. Uh, should be a nice one. But um, kind of anxious to get my eyes on what that uh, Chiefs offense looks like minus Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, so he'll manufacture offense one way or another. Uh, we got the new look defense. I'm sure we'll be giving them hell. Got pass rushers, elite pass rushers coming from both edges, and you got some more secondary talent to make him pay the price if he gets a little happy and antsy. Besides, he wants to go bombs over Baghdad with the ball. Got a JC Jackson back there to worry about now. So, yeah. That is uh, probably the game I'm most excited for. And just moving into games like week five against the Browns, whatever that quarterback situation is going to be at that point who the hell knows uh deshaun watson's probably going to be suspended we'll have to wait and see i mean they still have a good ground game but other than that 
Uh, I'm going to have some new pieces on offense, so probably still going to be a work in progress by that point. Um, the bye comes literally week eight. Well, almost in the middle of the season. Week nine would have put it right smack dab in the middle there. So pretty decent timing. And uh, Bosa on both. Um, well, it's not technically Bosa versus Bosa because they both play defense. But Nick and Joey play uh, against each other week 10. So that'll be a, a sight to behold. I'm sure they'll be looking to outdo the other. So who's going to step up to the plate? It's going to be big or little bear. My money's going to be on Joey. Uh, could be a little biased there, but uh, who's going to blame me? Then that uh, week 14 game against the Miami Dolphins. Look, say what you want about Tua and his noodle arm. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. They've got the fastest four by one track team in all of the league. And I mean, though, I doubt he'll be getting the ball 50 and 60 yards down the field to them unless somehow he channels his inner Joe Montana. It's still going to be something dangerous to behold because the Dolphins, whether you want to give them credit for it or not, have done a pretty decent job at building that team up. That offensive line looks much better on paper than it has in the past. Defense is almost always formidable. And uh, again, tools got weapons. And uh, then New Year's Day the LA Rams uh, our housemates I guess if you want to call them that uh, defending Super Bowl champs look I want to beat the crap out of the Rams I don't know what we're going to be looking like or what they'll be looking like at the end of the season but you know we'll know who's who and who's the big dog around that time but no matter what the case is I want to beat them because it's the Rams just really want to get it done and to finish the season off Week 18, because it's probably going to matter unless the Chargers are like smoking the league and well in front in the division. Uh, the Broncos, Russell Wilson. You can say what you want about Russ and whether you think he's cooked, washed. I don't believe that for a second. We know that the Broncos have all the prerequisite offensive weapons to get the job done. They just lack the quarterback and they did what they've done in the past. Rent a Hall of Famer. And I think Russ is going to, you know, play very well in that offense. He's going to adjust. And uh, uh, the thing that I'm curious about is whether or not they're going to make the offense uh, Russ based or if they're going to have him come in and adjust his play to what the scheme is that uh, what's his face from Green Bay. Name's not important. Uh, The head coach over there is done with. Aaron Rodgers, you know that Russ kind of likes to freelance, get outside of the pocket. This offense is kind of more based, or that offense was more based in uh, pocket play. So uh, they'll have to come to some happy medium, I'm sure. I mean, it will be the end of the year, so whatever they are is what they'll be at that point. So looking forward to that. Yo, but before I get out of here, dog, did anyone else notice the uh, NFC least uh, East, as many of you will call it, all four teams are in the bottom four of strength of schedule. Interesting. They're just gonna find a way to back the Cowboys into another playoff spot somehow. Just uh, is super convenient, but whatever. It's not my business. I stay out of other folks' stuff. It's all about the charges over here. So with that said, man, look, I'll get y'all out of here. It's been fun. 
And uh, until next time, y'all know what it is. It's Mr. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 on Twitter. Mr. Bolt Gang or Do Not Bang. Y'all already know. And uh, you can catch me on YouTube on my channel. The Flight Deck, Charge to the Game. It's coming soon. Took a little bit of time off, but need it. I mean, don't y'all hear me? I'm all stuffy and everything else. I'm doing as much as I can. Cut me some slack. <laughs> um, but, yo, again, until next time, y'all be good. I'll catch you on the next one. Uh, okay. Love you. Bye. Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind, Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone, Charger fans are witnesses to history! What's up, Bolt Gang? Welcome back to Bolt History. Long time no see. In case you forgot who I am, my name is Mike, a.k.a. Supercharger on Twitter. I'm your Charger Chat historian, and today we're going to be doing one, a Bolt History that was by request. Uh, and I apologize because this request came in just soon after I had started Bolt History and I did not record who asked me the question. But whomever it was, thank you for this. This is regarding the 1994 playoff game between the Chargers and the Dolphins in San Diego, January 8th, 1995. And it was one of the games that was in our playoff run up leading up to our Super Bowl appearance. It was the game just before we had to go play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the game attendance was 63,381 people. And this was the fourth postseason meeting between the Chargers and the Dolphins. Miami had won two of the previous three meetings in the playoffs. The Chargers were able to overcome being behind by 15 points at halftime by holding the Dolphins' offense to only 16 plays in the second half. Uh, Miami quarterback Dan Marino had completed 14 of 18 passes in the first quarter or sorry, in the first half, uh, for 151 yards as he led the team to three consecutive touchdowns. The Chargers responded by driving 72 yards in 15 plays to score on a John Carney field goal. Uh, but that was the kind of the issue in the first half. While Miami was scoring touchdowns, the Chargers had to settle for, for field goals. Uh, and again, Miami wide receiver O.J. McDuffie returned the following kickoff 42 yards to the Dolphins' 48-yard line, and the Dolphins ended up scoring another touchdown on Marino's nine-yard pass to Keith Jackson, giving them a 14-3 lead with seven minutes and 21 seconds left in the second quarter. The Chargers then took the ball and drove 60 yards downfield, including three carries by Natron Means for 38 yards to score on another John Carney field goal. But the Dolphins countered again. The Dolphins drove down 70 yards on a drive that included a 24-yard reception by Irving Fryer, who was another one of their receivers. Dan Marino finished that drive with a 16-yard touchdown pass to, to receiver Mike Williams, ironically, with 27 seconds left on the clock, giving the Dolphins a 21-6 halftime lead. Things were looking grim for the Chargers. While Marino was getting seven points on each drive and on you know at a pace, the Chargers were settling for field goals, and this was not a good situation. Uh, halftime came, and at the beginning of the third quarter, the uh, the Chargers drove all the way down to the Dolphins' one-yard line on a 15-play drive that took over eight minutes, only to lose the ball on downs because Natron Means was pushed out of bounds by defensive end Marco Coleman on a fourth-down conversion try. On the next play, though, Chargers defensive lineman Reuben Davis tackled Dolphins running back Bernie Parmalee in the end zone for a safety. The very next play, Reuben Davis gets a safety. Then, of course, Miami's tired defense, who was just on the field after one play, has to come back out on the field. The Bolts took the free kick, and then they marched 54 yards down to score on a 24-yard touchdown run by Natron Means, which cut the score to 21-15. to 
Early in the fourth quarter, the Chargers drove down to the Dolphins' 37-yard line and turned the ball over when Stan Humphreys threw an interception to defensive back Michael Stewart. After forcing a punt with three minutes and 39 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Chargers started a 61-yard drive that ended with Humphreys' eight-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Mark Say. Mark Say was another special story. Uh, If you don't know about Mark Say, he actually was... uh, dealing with a bullet that was lodged in his chest after uh, he got hurt in college. Uh, he got shot at and was he wanted to keep playing, so he never got the bullet taken out, but he played in that game with the bullet still in his chest. Uh, but Mark Say got that touchdown pass, and it gave the Chargers a 22-21 to 21 lead with 35 seconds left in the game. The Dolphins still had one last chance to win on the ensuing kickoff after that touchdown, John Carney did a squib kick, and he botched the squib kick badly. And it ended up giving the Dolphins the ball at their own 38-yard line. On the next play, a 32-yard pass interference call against Eric Castle, Chargers defensive back for safety. Eric Castle gave the Dolphins a first down on the San Diego 30. This put the ball in position for Pete Stoyanovich 48-yard field goal attempt. Now, Pete was a hell of a field goal kicker, so 48 yards was not really out of the question for him. But the snap was high, and the Miami holder, who was a former Charger, John Kidd, said he stretched his arms out to get the snap, and he got the ball down as fast as he could. Um, And then they saw it go into the right, and they looked at each other, and there wasn't anything to say. The the season was over for them. And this would be the last time the Chargers won a postseason game until 2007. Uh, So that's a long time in between appearances. The game also featured several questionable calls by officials. Doesn't that typically happen in a Charger game, especially in the playoffs, right? On one play, Keith Jackson, reminiscent of the Holy Roller play, batted the ball forward along the ground um, after making a reception. Chargers recovered the batted ball, um, but the officials ruled Jackson's action to be an illegal forward pass rather than a botched lateral, which allowed Miami to keep the ball with no loss of possession or, or no loss of downs, sorry. And as Jackson went down, he tossed the ball as if he were trying to lateral it to some teammate that only he could see. Uh, If you go back and watch this, you'll see that he's lateraling it to no one. Uh, So I don't know how it could have been considered a a legal forward pass. If you watch it, there's no way. And on Means' 24-yard touchdown run, replays showed that he had actually stepped out of bounds at the two. So it shouldn't have been a touchdown. Um, So those were just a couple of the botched calls that they had on the game. All in all, Miami gained only 282 yards with only 26 yards on the ground, both of which were season lows for the Dolphins, while the Chargers racked up 466 yards of total offense. Natron means by himself rushed for 139 yards and a touchdown. Dan Marino completed 34 of 38, sorry, 24 of 38 passes for 262 yards and three touchdowns. Stan Humphrey said at the end of the game, I can't describe any of it. I guess it really won't hit me until this whole thing is over with. And as you know, they ended up winning that game. They went on to beat Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game, and then we got destroyed in the Super Bowl. Um, But thank you for asking the question. That was the 1994 playoff game against the the Miami Dolphins in San Diego. That's it for this installment of Bolt History. Remember to stay bolted. Okay, love you, bye. All right. Well, Craig, Mike, thank you for doing this double header. We really appreciate it. Uh, as always, thanks as for coming always, on, guys. As always, yeah, yes. Boys. We always we always learn something new, especially from Craig and Mike. Uh, they always give us tasty little tidbits, and and we love it at the Charger Champ Podcast. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Charger Chat Podcast, folks. Uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen? No, no. What do you got, wise guy? Nothing? <laughs> no. Wise guy. I'm in Poland right now. That's cool. So, so that's I'm a here. final thought for you. <laughs> yeah. Wi-Fi is better than Romania. It is final definitely answer. better. Definitely better. Final <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah, we can definitely, we can see you and we can hear you clearly and effectively. You're <laughs> so, welcome. So if you're looking for a summer vacation spot, <laughs> and you Poland over internet. Romania. <laughs> I will say Poland is like a gorgeous city. It's crazy how is it? awesome it is. Yeah, it's really awesome. All right. Well, I'll make sure to go there someday. You should. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Poland is a country, not a city. Warsaw. <laughs> Warsaw, Poland. Can't love you. <laughs> so late here. Can't love you. Bye. Can't love you. Bye. Can't love you. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.